How do you not know what a dongle is? How how would I know what a dongle is? A dongle could be a made up word, but it's basically something in like the, the way I use it. It's an adapter for my computer. It has one piece that goes plugs into something and then I would plug something else into it. Would you like me to read the Wikipedia definition of dongle? It, because it's not a real word, so Wikipedia, is that what you mean? It's the first thing that popped up when I searched the word. Okay, I go mean, ahead and read it. I don't see it on any other reputable okay. dictionary source. Give us, give us a definition. A small piece of computer hardware that connects to a port on another device to provide it with additional functionality. Yeah. That's basically what I described without saying any of those words. I thought the music might help your definition. What do you think? Did it help? Sure. I'm seeing like flash drives though. Do those count as dongles? Um, yeah. I would say so, but mine is not so. Out there. They're out there. Well, I, I left my dongle at the church. I need to go back and get it. It's a real word. <laughs> Sounds really odd. Well, <laughs> I still got to go back and get it, no matter how odd it sounds. I have to because I can't upload this podcast. Uh, I see. Mm-hmm. I need it to be able to attach it. Let me make sure to turn the volume off on my phone. True enough. If you can, make the blind stop blowing <laughs> the breeze as well. Yeah. If I could have done that, I would have done that last night when I was trying to sleep. You didn't get any sleep last night? Barely. Mm, I did. It was like a windstorm. I put cotton swabs in my... Swabs? Balls? Cotton balls? Cotton balls. Not cotton swabs. I like sticks sticking out of my <laughs> <She> ears. <dips. laughs> I put cotton balls in my ears. They were bothering me last night for some reason, but... I need to try earplugs, I guess. Yeah, we'll do it. Well, let's start this. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> Take two. Take two. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Light-hearted, family-friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your Pizzas Ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. Happy Monday, if you're listening on a Monday. Most people do, but I think some people probably listen on other days too. Can I just say? Sure. That right now I am drinking coffee and I have this donut here, this glazed donut. And do you need music for this? No. Are you guys having a moment? No. Do you ever get that feeling? Maybe it's just me. I when there's, you, when there's you. something you want to eat, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're like, it's like giving me a sugar rush it's just to look at it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I should do this or not. I don't think you should do this. Let me just tell you, I'm satisfied as a husband looking at his wife. I'm satisfied the way you are now. Without this donut? Without that donut. This is going to push me over the edge? I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> you don't need to be bigger. You it don't need to so be good. smaller. Look, You're perfect just the way you are. They decorated it for Valentine's Day. It has 
little sparkles and hearts on it. And I saw it and I was like, I really want to eat this. You don't want to eat it. And now I'm like, I don't know if I can eat this. You don't want to eat it. I'm just going to push it up here to the side for now and think about it. You want me to put it it over here on this table? No. I'm not going to eat it. I'm just going to leave it here and think about it a minute. I don't think you should think about it. I think it should be done. (laughs) I'm going to drink my coffee though. Good. I've been drinking it while you were talking. Well, we're back. Another week has gone by. We're still alive. Staying alive. Our kids have not killed us yet. I had a good time with you this week. Our life was especially fun this week. We had good adventures. Okay. And I would rather share them with no one else than you. I would get. I would have given Audrey Hepburn a run for her money, but <laughs> you. Wow. I'm just kidding. Thanks. She is my favorite actress, though. This donut is distracting me. <laughs> Stop playing with the donut. Are you quick playing with the donut? She's poking it with her fork right now because it's got glaze all over it. It's gross. Okay, I'm done with the donut. We had a good uh, podcast last week. Got a lot of good reviews. Uh, a lot of good comments, a lot of good feedback, spurred a lot of personal conversations. Which is interesting because I feel like we really didn't talk about much during the podcast. What are you talking about? Like we hit on like movies and then we hit on ministry like a little bit. Do you know why? That was basically it. That's It's because it's explicitly us and this is what we do. But it's. I find it interesting that you got a lot of feedback from this particular. I think this is episode. what people want in, in the world. They want to hear us talk about whether Ramble or not they need to be listening to us. Okay. I don't know. The people have spoken. The people have spoken. But it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I actually went back and listened to it. Well, in my editing, but I always listen to it one time through to edit it. Then, for some reason, where was I? I was getting a haircut or something, and I had my head my earbuds in, and it would just came on automatically when I connected my earbuds, and I was listening to it, and I actually was entertained really? by ourselves. I'm like, that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and I was listening to it, and I was uh, listening to myself try to say things with an Australian accent. We named um, the explicitly us intro lady, Kate. Kate. But she also could be Jessica. <laughs> she also could be Jessica. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed it. So we had some feedback. Um, I don't know where to start. Uh, should I start with some of the things the men said? Or some things that the lady said? I don't know. I'm just going to say I'm a little hurt because... Out of all this feedback you're getting, no one has asked me to bring back the word of the day. Nobody. Well. And I thought that was a really good part, a really good segment. I like the word of the day. Of I the just podcast, think, and nobody else seems to care. I would just like to see words that we would actually use. We did throw in doggle, but doggle is a word. Dongle. Prob- dongle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not doggle. Is doggle a word too? Doggle is the game boggle with a D. <laughs> doggle. Now I gotta look up doggle. I don't think doggle. Dongle. Dongle. But probably most people out there know dongle. And doggle would be a good name of a dog. Doggle. <laughs> doggle. Doggle. Hold um, on, it's, it's here. I gotta see what it means. My mom used to. My mom used to babysit this kid when I was little, 
And the kid was, he was a brat. I'm just going to say it like it is. He was a brat. And uh, he was a pathological liar, right? His lies had to build. And he lied about everything. He lied all the time. Um, things that he said he had done, he didn't do. Um, he was a rough kid to babysit. And as as we're all in the same house, he would lie about us, right, and get us in trouble. And mom finally caught on. And she's like, okay, this kid is a liar. <laughs> well... One time he's talking, tell, he's telling us about his dog, and we're like, "Oh, okay, sure, you have a dog," and we're like, "What's the dog's name?" And he says, "Dog," like, "Okay, he the best lie he could come up with was naming his dog Dog." And my mom, a grown adult, is a little boy. My mother's like, "You do not have a dog. <laughs> it is not named Dog. Stop lying." And he's like, "I do have a dog. It's named Dog." And so that went on all day. And then when his parents came, my mom, like, just very suave, brought the conversation up. Yeah, he told us all about his dog, D-O-G. And you're like, oh, he, he did. Yeah, D-O-G. <laughs> he named the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was a truth. <laughs> it was a truth. And mom was like, oh. <laughs> the child who cried wolf. Right. So it, it sounded like a perfect lie, though. All right, what do you got? All right, there is a definition of doggle found in Merriam-Webster. Um, Word of the day. Here it is. Wait a second. I got to get you some music. Stand by. This is good. This is good. Here we go. Doggle. <laughs> that was very nasally. Try that again. Doggle. No, no. You sounded like the people at the spelling bees. <laughs> Can I hear another pronunciation of the word? Doggle. <laughs> Doggle. A child's marble. Doggle. That's it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I was like, a child's marble a that child's he got stuck up his marble. nose. Doggle. That's it. Okay. That's all I'm seeing. Is but, it a shooter oh, or oh, oh, a regular marble? I don't know, but this is interesting too. Well, bringing it back in. Um, doggle. They are now produced by the Doggles Company in Diamond Springs, California. Doggles are constructed out of a tinted polycarbonate material for UV protection with elastic straps to secure them to the dog's head. Goggles for dogs. Doggles. No. Goggles for dogs. No. (laughs) I will not submit. Doggles. I will not submit to this word (laughs) in society. So it was a marble, and now it's a goggles for dogs. 100, 200 years ago, it was probably a marble. And now it's a company making goggles for dogs. Doggles. <laughs> no, I will not submit. I rebel against this word in society. So there you go. Let us know if you want to continue with... Dongles and doggles. Word of the day. Go get you some doggles for your dogs. And use dongles to save things on your computer. I might want to continue with word of the day, whether any listener out there wants me to or not. Well, if they so. have if they have problems with the word of the day, or they do want word of the day, or they have other suggestions, how would they tell you, Trista? They can email us at explicitlyus at gmail.com. And just like that, we're halfway through this podcast. See, these things are so easy. All you gotta do is talk about nothing. So where were we? Emails. Emails. Listeners. That's right. Okay. So. We got several, not several, we don't got several, we're not as popular as we let on. We got a few emails. Um, I got some 
from some men. One of the men, um, I can't repeat his comment, but basically, let me tell you. Let me let me go find it real quick. Stand by, everybody. Stand by. <laughs> he said to me, "You know what the worst part about having a favorite musical is?" And uh, I said, "Now what?" He said, having to tell your dad you're effeminate. He used a different word that I won't use on here. So he's not a fan of musicals, I assume. I actually said that he's just jealous because when he sings, the dogs start barking and howling. Mm. And he said that he actually loves the episode. Um, and it reminds, the podcast actually remind, reminded him a lot of the way he grew up. He grew up with a lot of sisters as well. And uh, watched a lot of musicals and chick flicks, and mm-hmm. I knew I liked them. So you have this in common. Yeah, something like All that. The sisters All the sisters and watching the chick flicks. Mm. Mm. I, don't, eh, I don't. I could be right. I don't know if they're chick flicks. They are, but they aren't. What was the other one? I don't see the other one. What, who was it? Oh, 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 I know who what it was. Um, where is it at? Where is it at? Stand by. All right, so this one was really good. Um, a question, uh, kind of, and uh, because we were talking about, okay, again, we're staying with last week for right now. One of the things we were mentioning and talking about a little bit was serving in a church, right? Ministry yes. in a church. And that that was a thought provoking topic uh, to some. And let me let me clarify a point. Well, let me use an email to clarify a point because somebody else made an interesting point that I I felt like I alluded to by saying almost all ministries. At one point, I said almost all ministries. And so I would definitely am not saying if you were listening to last week's episode episode that you should have to wait a year to serve anywhere in the church. Um, not, No, I wouldn't say that. Um, so here's what the person said in the email. That was a very interesting conversation on getting involved at church. I agree with proving yourself faithful and like-minded before assuming a ministry position, but wanted to add one idea. What if your first ministry position at the new church was behind the scenes? Perhaps a new member could help with cleaning or building maintenance, lawn, garden maintenance, uh, or set up uh, cleanup duties for fellowship, things like that. Of course, in fellowship, you're always going to participate and bring food and stuff. It's not like, hey, you can't bring food because we don't know if you're going to put poison in it yet or not. You know, nothing like that. Um, But uh, so, yeah, um, of course, those are great, great ideas. And I agree 100 percent. It's a way for people to get involved anywhere they can. And uh, so, Trista, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yes. And they also said, and if I can finish this real quick, this might be a great way for leadership to get to know someone, you know, their level of willingness before giving them other responsibilities. Correct. And it's not, I wouldn't list it as like a matter of, um, this job is more important than this job or this responsibility is better than this other responsibility. But 
as far as being in front of people, um, I think, um, I can't think of the word I want to use, sets you at a different level as far as being in in people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Seen as leadership in, of some sort. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. I know what I'm thinking. I just mm-hmm. don't really know how to say yeah. it. Yeah. And I think even, you know, an usher at a church, I think there should be some time before you're able to do that. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, I think it needs to be, and, and the only reason I think of this is because I'm a pastor and I think about um, church polity in the sense that it, it's got to be, I feel like it should be set up in a way that it's, it's balanced to where when somebody comes in, you have a well-structured um, easily enforceable method upon which you would start bringing people into service instead of instead of it being different for every person based on your judgment of them well then they have reason to be offended or not be offended but if it's if it's consistent in well uh, be here for a year and here's some things that you can get involved as a new member as you get settled in and get used to the church and Everybody in the church, and they get used to you, and you get yourself known a little bit. Here are some things that you can do uh, to be involved in the building process. Um, it, I don't think it's it comes from a place of you know fear, but rather let's let's take it a day at a time, you know. And I think a lot of pastors probably in their mind they have that like vision of progression, even though maybe they don't have it like written out, you know. Like to hand people, these are requirements for serving, or this is, mm-hmm. you know, the progression of of service. Yeah, it's more of what's the pastor envisions he has in his mind. Yeah, yeah, so. and 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 too, you know, this is pastor by pastor. This is not something where I would say everybody should do this. Everybody's every pastor, you know, I think churches are independent and they should be independent. And every pastor needs to do what is good in his community, in his church, and for his people. And a lot of times the bylaws are made by a pastor starting the church, and people come along and say, yeah, we agree with that, we're going to bond with you. And a lot of times the bylaws are made by um, a couple sitting deacons or something like that. Um, However it's done, uh, it needs to be done orderly, and um, it's different. If, If another church completely disagreed with my personal view, I don't care one bit, and I think it's great, you know. Um, anyways, that was just uh, on the ideal way that I think it should be done. So then, you know, I had a, a close friend uh, comment, and uh, they said, hey, you got me thinking. Um, let me ask you this. You know me. If I came to your church, would you let me serve there in your church right now? right away and um i said well basically the same thing i said a lot of this is theoretical because you know we're starting a new church but um but my answer was personally i would want to you know i know i know him and i know his family and i know his testimony so i would want to however if i've set or the church has set bylaws in place to keep things orderly then uh, to respect that and to respect everybody else that will come into the church in the future, um, I would have to sideline that, you know, some areas of service for that time period. Um, and in so doing so, it, it really, you become, you would become a great example 
for the future. You'd be offering yourself as a great example so that the pastor could say, you know, to the person who comes in is hurt by, Pastor, I really want to serve, and you're not, not, you're not letting me serve. You know, I, the pastor would be able to say, look, I, I would love to. This is our bylaw, and um, even my own friend that I've known all my life, you know, they came and they had to wait as well you know, and they had to do these other things and serve and take these, you know, courses and make sure that we lined up doctrinally and things like that. Is it important? I mean, is it important for people to line up doctrinally, Trista? Yeah, I mean, we got to be in unity. Right. So, I mean, you can ask questions, say, do you believe this? Do you believe that? Do you believe the other? But the Bible says, if you say you have faith and you do not these things, you're, you, you do not these works, and explicitly it says works, then you're lying. You don't have faith, right? So it's one thing to say all these things, but if you're not living it, then then um, you have not faith. So I think you can apply the same thing to doctrine. You say you have the same doctrine, um, but if we're not living like it and we're not acting like it, if we're only acting that way on Sunday, then that's, um, yeah, and we need to live that way all the time and, and be able to show that and, and prove it and prove it. Um so, you know, I thought that that person, the friend, would be a great example, and he'd be offering himself as, as an example. I thought that's, that was pretty good. And uh, so, yeah, and then every church is different, you know. Goodness, you go to some churches, it's really small like our churches, and yeah, I would be like, hey, everybody come serve, you know. But if we let everybody serve every time they walk through the door, I've had, I've had people come to the church for the very first time, and they want to sing a special in church. I'd never know, I've never met them. I've never met them. I mean, they, they literally raise their hand in the middle of church and say, can I sing a special? Mm-hmm. Well, hey, thank you so much for offering. Please Talk to me after the service, and I'll talk to you a little bit more about that, right? That's not going to happen, <laughs> right? I mean, I've seen people scheduled to sing specials in church to make it up and sing a song. That's like, what? <laughs> what in the world? I was at a church service one time, and this youth group got up to sing, and uh, they started singing. And you know what song they sa- they sang? Lean on me. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, not like the Christian hymnal "Lean on me," but like <laughs> when uh, you're not strong. Yeah, I'll be your friend. Lean on me <laughs> when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. That's a worldly song. I don't care if the words are good. It's a worldly song, and they got up and sang that and. No, no, <laughs> you don't do that. And so you're like, and, and they were scheduled, you know, and everything. But you just some things happen. <laughs> that one slipped through the cracks. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, no, no, I, I think the church is a little bit more important than that. That we're not just going to be willy nilly about it. You know, we we're just reading this past week um, about praise and how David was telling Solomon and all the rulers how when we build this house all the praise that's going to go into it and all of the organization that's going to go into it and the families that will offer praise and these, the ones that will play instruments and all this stuff, there was some organization involved. It was very ordered. And they were, and uh, they were specific. Very, yes. Leaders in the church, right? And I think, yeah, the church is not the, that, right? It's not the old Testament temple. Uh, It's different. However, you, I think you can see the heart of God in the importance of each one individually there's still an importance the bible says let all things be done decently in order of course and uh, my goodness people were corrected in the bible for far 
more, I think I'm saying this wrong, we don't see correction in the church nearly as much as I think was going on in Scripture. And so, if the if anything, we're, we're a little light on sin. You think? I'm sure. You think we are? I think we are. All right. So, anyways, good feedback from all those people. And I'm sure there's somebody out there that I'm missing. I feel like there's another comment or two that uh, I'm missing. But I thought it was really good and, and very thought-provoking. And um, I liked it. I liked it. I was trying to think of... Uh, and <laughs> I want to advertise for somebody, not for money. I just want to advertise for somebody, but I don't know who to advertise for. So we should just pick somebody and advertise for them. Give me somebody that you know that owns a business or what am I looking at? No, not them. I want to advertise for somebody I know, like personally. Let's advertise for somebody that they have a business, and we're gonna we're gonna give them a shout out. Hold on. You all right? You you look it up. Do you have your phone? I was gonna text you somebody. Oh, you can just say it, and I'll tell you yes or no. I don't want to say it on. Yeah, because they probably won't even listen. They will. If they do, then then we probably want to advertise for them. Say it. I like it. Spontaneity. Just say it. David Breidenbecker. David Breidenbecker. If you're in Lexington and you have a dog pooper, right? <laughs> dog L- pooper. Listen, David Breidenbecker is one of the most ingenious men I've ever met in my life. David Breidenbecker owns a company where he picks up dog poop. You say, seriously? There's companies out there like that? Yeah, that's what I thought when I first met Mr. Breidenbecker. But he has been very successful at managing a business where he does something that nobody else wants to do. Now... Are you saying, well, he comes to your house and picks up your dog's food? He can. He can. And he comes on a, on a, um, on a route, on a, on a schedule, just like your trash man would come on a schedule. He can do that. But I think what a lot of the customers he has is places like apartments. And uh, here we go. Hold on a second. Trish is giving me something here. Uh, apartments, um, parks, uh, areas where, where, I don't know about parks, actually, but like apartment complexes where, you know, you're going to have people walking their dogs and stuff Um, anywhere like that um, where people are going to get out and walk their dogs. But it's owned by um, a private company. They'll hire him to come and he comes and walks through. Somebody's got to do it. Right. Somebody. And I remember him telling me one time the reason why he started his company and it would be interesting to have him on. But we could talk about this another time. But, you know, we, we I love entrepreneurship. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm not that person. I would love to be that person, but I'm not, I'm in the ministry, but I love other people working for themselves and thinking of something where they can make money. Right. And, uh, he, he told me one time that he, I, I want to say that he was listening to a speaker or went to a seminar or something. And the person made a statement and said, find something that nobody else wants to do and do it. And charge them money for it. And he found that. And no, who who was like, yeah, <laughs> hey, I can't wait to go pick up my dog's poop. I just can't wait. Nobody wants to do that. But David said, hey, you pay me. It will pay someone. I'll come do it. What is what is a better opportunity than that? And so years ago, he started this company. I don't know. Uh, but here's the name of his company. What's the scoop? What a great name. What's the scoop? Pet waste removal. 
a professional pooper scooper who is making life easier for you with complete pickup off your of your pickup of your canine waste. We do pick up so your shoe won't. <laughs> we are the first pooper scooper that come that uh, came to town in 1998. And uh, this is a Lexington, Kentucky company. And so if you're listening and you're in Lexington, Kentucky, you say, hey, I want somebody to pick up my dog's poop. It'd be great. I'd like to have a healthy lawn or not have to step in it all the time. Uh, I would probably imagine his rates were extremely reasonable or he would not be in business. So what a great idea for a company, you know. Um, and uh, so there's your advertisement right What's there. What's the scoop? What's the scoop? And my friend David Breidenbecker, give him a call. And I don't have his number. I'll shout it out. Let's see. Does his business have a number? Looks like, uh, I don't know if this is an old number or not, but 859 489 Now, that's something I pulled off the internet. So, uh, if it's an old number, um, or if it really is his number, and he's like, why are you giving out my number? Well, it's on the internet. I don't know what to tell you. But give him a call. And uh, if we can get one customer... To give him a call and he gets a new customer because of explicitly us, I will have ex- succeeded in life. I would be so happy. That'd be pretty cool. I would be so happy. So anyways, give him a call. That's all I got. That was a really long advertisement, but I enjoyed <laughs> talking about it. And I do love I, lo- I do love David Breidenbecker. Uh, he's always been a good friend to us. And uh, we appreciate him. And his wife and his kids. Goodness. All right. Now, this week. I have a question to pose to you. One of our listeners wrote in and they said they had a question for you. Clear your mind, Trista. Oh, I hate answering questions. I know you do. But they want to hear you talk. They want to hear you talk. Please read it here. Hello. Loved the podcast today. I enjoyed the spiritual side of y'all. Hmm. Hmm. We're not (laughs) spiritual. I know what you're saying. I do have a topic that would be interesting in hearing your thoughts, opinions, and advice on. Since y'all know me, which we do know you, um, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to read some personal things. Basically, they've transplanted from one state to another because of marriage. Mm-hmm. And they're in, they're, um, they're in the ministry uh, with their husband. This is a female. She's mm-hmm. in the ministry with her husband. And we, we know that there's cultural changes when you move around the world. But there's also cultural changes or differences, rather, when you move from one state to another oftentimes. Um, primarily east, west, north, south, I think, or, or maybe say those those extremes. If you move up to the northeast, it's going to be an extreme. If you move out west, it's going to be an extreme. If you move to the south, it's going to be extreme or the north. And these four quadrants, and I would say even the midwest, right, uh, or really, really west, midwest, has some things as well that are particular to it. So... There's some differences, um, and this is a young person who's you know moved away uh, in marriage and in ministry, and um, there's always going to be struggles with that. Always going to be struggles. So the question uh, to you is: They'd like to know how to adjust. Um, maybe some things that helped you personally as a wife in adjusting to cultural. Uh, differences or or leaving the home just the idea that you know a girl you know she leaves the home and she gives up her name and she takes a new name and goes into a new family and all these things um it's a lot for a young person to go through um what what happened to you i always like 
let me just get you started with this. My favorite question to ask a young couple is, had she had her meltdown yet? I think that's, now to me it's comical because most of the, the couples that I've known, us included, the wife has a period of time where all of a sudden it hits her that I'm not sure if I like this person or not. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. But it's like you wake up one day and you're, you're crying and you don't know why. And you're like, I can't go home. This is my home now. I'm here forever. And uh, whether I like it or not, this is the bed that I've made. And I don't now know if I that's what. sleep in it. Now I got to say. <laughs> and I don't know if those are the exact thoughts, but that's kind of the, the overall emotion and feeling. Yeah. Do, I don't you? know because you you tell me, like you remember, you say, mm-hmm. uh, this experience that I had. I do. Is, but I don't remember it. Um, so I don't know. I'm d- <laughs> what is that blind doing? It's shuddering. Anyway. So I don't know. Um, and I would say that a lot of that is, I would say all of that is hormones. <laughs> no, really? Yes. Yes. And just a lot of changes happening in your life all at once. Yes, really? definitely. So when I asked you at the time, we were at 106 Henry Court, Nicholasville, Kentucky, when it happened. We were in the back room. There's two rooms in this little duplex. We were in the back room. You were standing by the bed, uh, maybe sitting on the bed, but you were by the bed. It was middle of the day, and you were crying, and I was scared to death. And I'm like, why are you crying? We were like, weren't talking. You were just crying, and, and I hadn't said or done anything to you. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just crying. And, and you're not an emotional person at that time. You weren't a very emotional person. And so the, it didn't make sense. Um, then in talking to my sisters, um, I found out that I think, I'm not going to say this, and this is public, so I, I'm based on my memory, I think they all had that moment where there, it, just, it all hit them. The wedding was over, the wedding bliss, the honeymoon bliss, everything was over, and you're like, this is life. Yeah. This is it. And not like this is it, like, downer, but just is like, you know. But you probably did too, but whereas the male makeup is different than the female it's makeup. It's different. It's different. Your response was, it was different. A female's response to change and stress and everything is going to be different than the male response. I mean, it's the same thing. All my changes were, were beneficial. They were all positive changes. No negative changes. You never had, like, anything in your mind, like... I got a cook. A cook moved in. This is... Okay. A, a cook moved in. I mean, what? Okay, so maybe so a lot like, of it was then the added responsibility placed on the female in the home. You now have this person... Whereas you were once cleaning for yourself and now you have this like tornado of a person living with you that you now have to clean up their mm-hmm. messes. You now Are you have saying to, I'm a tornado of a person? Instead of just opening the fridge and, you know, finding food for yourself, you now have to think about someone else and feeding them. Yeah. And let me just say, I was excited about having a cook. And since then, I have realized that if I'm going to survive with more than a certain menu. Well, it's funny that you should bring this up because I was thinking about this earlier. Cook some food too. And when we got married. Or we'll have casseroles every day. See, that's not true because 
when's the last time I made a casserole? I don't make casseroles. I've trained you You're well. You're just making things up now. When we got married, <laughs> I did not cook. I was not a cook. Agreed. <laughs> I, my mother says that she tried to teach me to cook and I had no interest. And I believe that. I don't have really have memory of specific instances, but I believe it because I still don't enjoy cooking. Um, and so when we got married, like there was nothing to go to. So here I am with this man in the house, like I need food and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) I have nothing. I probably didn't even have like recipes. Maybe my mom handed me like a recipe book that she had made for me. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. And so it was very much a learning process. I joke. Cooking was for me. I joke that you don't, you didn't cook a lot. I actually was always um, pleased with your cooking. It just wasn't fancy. It wasn't anything special, but I, no. I, I never, compl- I never felt like it was a bad meal or anything. I never complained. It was always, you know, it was instant mashed, mashed potatoes, you know, but and, maybe had I known I was marrying a foodie, I didn't know I, I would have prepared a little better. I, well, I used to be so picky, so, <laughs> so picky. And I have really like asked my mom, picky, 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 like Oliver picky. That was me. And I have really opened up to different things. Even I think your mom notices since the first time. You know, I was around the house yeah. dating you to today. I've really opened up and it's been an exciting adventure and it's been a weight gaining adventure as well. But I, I really can't. I was so much of a picky person that I was very content with instant mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I've never been content with meatloaf. Meatloaf could be one of my least favorite meals that you actually have done surpri- like really well in making meatloaf. I think I make a spectacular meatloaf. I think the word meatloaf is disgusting in itself, but you make a good meatloaf. Like a meatloaf? How can you go wrong? A bread of meat? Stuffing like it loaf? with cheese and wrapping it in bacon. That's why it's good. It is I mean, good. come on. She stuffs it with cheese, layers it with bacon, like on top, I think. Not all the way around it, right? Or do you do you wrap it? The top, yeah. Just the top? Yes, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, it, is, it is very, very tasty. But I don't ever make it because you don't like it. I'm not a huge fan of meatloaf. I think there's better things we could be doing with our hamburger. Putting in lasagna with sausage sounds better. I will also say, though, Mm -hmm. that a change from the beginning of our marriage, I know we're getting off topic, we'll hit back at the other thing this person brought up. Yeah. But since we're on cooking, the beginning of our marriage, you did zero cooking. I would agree. Zero. I would agree. And then I found out if I wanted to live, and I needed to start. Stop saying that. <laughs> You're hurting my feelings. Sorry. And so all of that stress was on me. And I felt like this was like this huge expectation for me to produce this amazing food every day. <laughs> no, no, you did not. And it was a lot. It I did not put me. that expectation and then I was, on you. And then I was feeding children mm-hmm. every day and then that added to the you know stress yeah but in recent years the last few years we've discovered that you actually enjoy cooking some things and it's actually easy easier for you because 
you enjoy food. Whereas I'm like, why would I spend an hour making this when people are going to eat it in three minutes and it's done and it really doesn't matter what it tastes like, but it does to you. I don't understand you. So I've enjoyed your words coming out of your mouth. I've really enjoyed the last few years of our marriage (laughs) (laughs) where you have gotten involved in the cooking process and not just because I don't enjoy cooking, but because where we've kind of transitioned into a different phase of our, our lives and our schedules are different than they were at the first 10 years of our marriage. You have a little more flexibility in your schedule and I'm homeschooling all day. Mm-hmm. So to get to dinner time when I'm finishing school, hopefully everybody's finishing. And then now it's like, I got to go into dinner mode. Mm-hmm. If I'm not like prepared, sometimes I'm prepared and like, this is what I have planned. And so it's not so bad. And then other times I'm just like, Andy, will you please help me? And I'll say, make dinner. Did you set any meat out to thaw? <laughs> and you'll say, no. Like, well, how am I supposed to make something if there's nothing to make? And when you're we like, have an argument. yes, I will do this. I'm like, in that moment, so attracted to you. That's a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> I've never received any kind looks or kisses. And the love just flows out of me. Oh, stop. Because. You sit on a throne of lies. Plus, one of my highest love languages is acts of service. I know, but that doesn't ever hit you. And like, so when that I is did, shown on me, maybe I don't tell you often enough. That's it. There you hit it right there. I but it's not that it, words of affirmation I don't here. care. I don't notice. It means a lot to me. I'm telling everyone right now how much it means to me. With a tear in her eye. <sighs> Wipe it away. <laughs> okay, I really think we have to move on. What was? Can it I that, just say one thing yes. about food? Okay. I love it. That's not what I was going to say, though. Um, I want to give you all a cooking hack for those of you wives at the house. And you're looking for a way to spice up dinner. Many of you probably make an Alfredo. You might make a chicken Alfredo. You might uh, you know, buy the Prego jars of Alfredo sauce, throw it in a pot, and maybe grill some chicken and put that in there and some noodles. All right, here's, this is going to help you. All right, here's what you're going to do. A very, very easy thing. That's going to make your life amazing. When you're making that Alfredo sauce, put that put a jar in, whatever your favorite is, put a jar in. But then get some, get a block of Parmesan, all right? Not the powdery grated Parmesan stuff. Get a block of Parmesan, shred it, and get you a good cup of it, at least a cup. And put that Parmesan in that uh, heating sauce, and if you like maybe some a little bit of mozzarella, I think we've even done some mozzarella in there a little bit. I feel like that's the, the, the one. Trista, correct me if it's not, but a little bit of mozzarella too. And it's going to make it, um, give it a more cheesy consistency. Um, and thickens and it thickens up. thickens it up yeah. quite a bit. Then you're, with your chicken, you're going to grill your chicken. But also you're going to put some uh, either some uh, fresh bacon bits. You can get Kirkland's bacon bits. You can throw that in the Alfredo sauce. Um, that's also good. Um, so try some We've of those. We've done like some kind of sausage in it before. Yeah, too. that's really good. We haven't done that in a while, but if you can get chorizo, chorizo sausage, cut that up into little bits, the little diced pieces, and throw the chorizo sausage in there 
If you like uh, spicy food, you can get spicy chorizo and put that in the sauce. That's, uh, and it just needs to be heated up. It doesn't need to be cooked. Chorizo is usually cooked, so you can just throw that in there and let that heat up. And then with your chicken, you have kind of two meats. I'm getting my mouth salivating just thinking about it. But it'll it'll take your simple dish of Alfredo up a notch. And it's not homemade, you know, but it takes it up quite a bit. And it's really good. And then Trista is usually making garlic bread fresh at that time. And so she's working on that while I'm doing the Alfredo. So that's a little like tip for you. I like to team up with, with dinner. Yeah. I like it. Well, we're going to team up here in a little bit. Um, That's a tip for today. If you want some more recipes, hit us up at explicitlyus at gmail.com all right let's finish this out trista some practical advice for somebody who moves away from home and and no friends right they only got their husband and they're trying to work in a ministry and they're trying to get settled in and there's a different culture what are some practical things that they can do to stay encouraged keep themselves focused get grounded what would you say well i don't know about all of that but i (laughs) it's a little much i would say make it your home like Put off like, this is the way my mom did it. This is how my dad did it. This is what our home was like. Just collaborate with your husband or do it yourself if he doesn't care and make it your home. Make it personal to your style, your likes, and then just be there like in your mind. Don't keep taking yourself back to you know, your childhood home or what things were like or whatever. Make this unit now, you and your husband, your home and dedicate yourself to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then just embrace whatever culture it is that you've gone into. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you have to change who you are or your culture that you are raised. And if you're if you're a northerner, you don't have to go to the south and start trying to speak with a southern accent, right? Right. But at the same token, don't be like making fun of everything like that's not how we do it in the South, you know, or a lot of with a lot of people, it's sports teams. Yeah. You know, but that's that's actually a fun way to banter with people from a different area. Sports teams, you can kind of be like, yeah, you know, the South will rise again, things like that. You know what I mean? But embrace it as well. Yeah, for sure. Hey, until next time. We love you, Trista. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.